And I knew that all the things I'd been through in my past, that I could do this too. And it was literally one of my most proudest accomplishments because I was so scared, because it wasn't easy. I went against all of the odds. I took the biggest leap of faith of my life. Hello and welcome again to One Starfish, where our mission is to help change the world one starfish or one person at a time um, and make a massive difference. Please uh, review, rate, subscribe, all of those things. I'm really excited for our growing following so we're able to reach more people. So today I'm, I'm stoked for our conversation with Michelle Bateman. She started Soul Journey about four years ago. She's a wonderful friend, mother, wife, and her mission is to help women discover who they are and the life that they love, which I'm sure guys want that too. Um, so I'm sure anyone that's listening to this is going to get some value from it. So thanks for being on today, Michelle. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Awesome. So I just curious, like what got you into starting Soul Journey? Tell me a little bit about kind of your past on that. <laughs> well, it's a funny story. It wasn't funny at the time. <laughs> But there was a moment where I remember I was in my second marriage. I was bitter. I was angry. I was alone all the time. And I remember one night just being in my room, so upset, thinking if I could just smother him with a pillow, it would all just go away. <laughs> I didn't do it. However, it was my wake up call to go, what's going on? Who am I? I didn't even recognize the woman that was having those thoughts mm. because that wasn't who I was. I was typically very loving and gentle and kind, but with all the things that had happened in my life, I was really disillusioned with the whole thing, thinking I'd just never be happy again. And so I had a, a dear friend who was dying of ALS at the time mm. and he was fully paralyzed in his body, happier dying than I was living my life. And it was in that moment that I realized there's got to be a way to figure this out. Mm. And so I began searching and, you know, going to healers and reading books and podcasts and courses and all the things. And what I realized is that I needed to change what I thought, what I believed and what I said. And as I did that, everything changed. And I found the job of my dreams. I was able to leave that marriage. I rented a beautiful home for me and my young daughters. And a year later, I bought my own home. And five years later, I started my own business. So it was a crazy wild journey of everything that just completely transformed and changed. And so did I from the inside out. And what I realized in that was knowing that we're not given the tools that we need to, to navigate the really challenging things that show up in life. And that's when I realized that that was my purpose is I had been through all those things for a reason that now I could help other women find who they are, find what's most important to them and then create a life that they love. Oh man. I love that. That's so good. Um, so on that journey, like, did you go to coaches? What did you find helped you the most kind of get out of that? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to smother my husband cycle um, and into like a happy, productive life. <laughs> I did a lot of different things. I went to some really amazing spiritual healers. I went to some courses. I did uh, a lot of Tony Robbins work. Uh, Wayne Dyer and I were best friends. We got ready every morning together. I would shower with Wayne Dyer. And then after I said that at an event, I'm like, okay, not really like that. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I'm like, 
<laughs> yeah, he didn't know we showered together every morning, but we did. And I learned so much. He really helped me change the thoughts that were in my head. Mm-hmm. And so every moment that I had an opportunity to be listening to something that would shush that crazy talk that was going on in my head, that's what I did. And as, as over time, mm-hmm. it began to help me think in a completely different way. Wow, that's so good. And as you've gone down this journey um, of starting Soul Journey, you said some of that has kind of, we talked about a little bit before, um, that's kind of shifted in how your vision is, what your goal is. Tell us a little bit about how it shifted and where it's going. And um, yeah. it you know, what happens to most of us when we start a business is we usually want to help the, the previous version of ourselves, right? So I wanted to help single moms. I wanted to help women that were struggling and I did. And as I began to coach them, just naturally, they either, once they got the confidence that they needed, they either had a business or wanted to start a business, but they didn't know how. So we worked on the confidence and the mindset part of it, but they also didn't know the steps to take. And, you know, the best decision I ever made when I started my business was investing in an amazing coach out of the U.S. that helped me really create a solid foundation in my business. And plus I had done lots of sales training and marketing and all the things to grow my own business. And I was like, well, I have all the knowledge. Why don't I just help them? So I began to coach them one-on-one in helping them start their business with a solid foundation of, you know, who are you going to serve and what problem do you want to solve and how are you going to communicate to them and how can you sit in that feminine energy of calling them in instead of in that hustle, cold calling mentality kind of thing. And after doing that for a while, I realized I was just saying the same thing to the same, to different clients over and over again. I was like, well, why don't I create a group program? And so I took what I did in that one-on-one coaching and I created my Soulful Impact Business Academy. And so we, I take them through step-by-step for eight weeks to create that solid foundation, create a blueprint and have that vision to grow their business in just eight weeks. That's cool. And then you also build um, a tribe of people at the same time, I'm sure, that are all kind of building their businesses together so they They can talk about the struggles and the wins um, and share them, which is really important. They're so vulnerable with each other. We cry every week because, as you know, being in business, it brings up all your fears, all your doubts, all your insecurities, and they have a really safe space to be just loved and supported as they share what they're struggling with, what they're trying to overcome. They help brainstorm. Like yesterday we were doing pillars and one of the girls came up with three amazing pillars for one of the other women in her business. She's like, I love that. So just the synergy and the community of that is so beautiful. Like we were all in tears by the end of the session. So, you know, it's business training with a lot of emotion. That's so cool. What's one thing like that you find um, that's a tangible tip for someone that is wanting to start a business or is wanting to get out of it. Maybe they can't afford a program, um, but they're listening to podcasts or starting to do some of that stuff, which like listen to Wayne Dyer and stuff like that. What's like one step that you would say, Hey, maybe, maybe try this. And this might start to move you in, in the right direction toward like the next step and the next step. So the first thing we talk about is mindset. So really understanding, you know, you are going to have fears, you're going to have, you know, imposter syndrome, all of those things are going to show up. So what are you going to have in place to support your mindset? So listening to Wayne Dyer, listening to Tony Robbins, listening to Mel Robbins, you know, whoever it is you think, Ed Milet's amazing. Like there's so many amazing people in business that will motivate you and help you feel inspired and that you can do it. I would say that was one thing. The second thing we start with is what is your why? Mm. 
And so often they add, they answer the question with, well, here's how I want to help someone. And I said, that's not your why. Mm-hmm. Your why comes from your heart. That story that I shared about mine is I was in this awful place and I knew what it felt like to suffer and struggle. And that's my why is I know that there's a lot of women out there struggling because we, we were not taught how to understand what goes on upstairs. And, you know, if we can just change how we think about things and the perspectives that we have, it literally changes our entire experience of life. Mm-hmm. So you have to tap into what is your story, your why, your personal reason, because people connect to story and we buy based on emotion mm-hmm. so if you don't have an emotional con- connect connection and that content for people to understand that you can help them you didn't just take it in a book you just didn't take a course but you're personally invested in this journey that you want to take them on they'll connect with you on a deeper level so knowing your why and then really creating a solid foundation so we talk about you know who do you serve what is the problem that you solve and then how do you talk about it in their language so they understand because often we'll say the words we use in our in our industry and all the things and they have no clue what you're talking about so you have to really talk to them on their level connect to the things that keep them up at night connect to the things that they would share with their best friend that they're struggling with and then creating the solution to those and communicating to them, this is the solution I will give to you. And not a hundred solutions, one really good, strong, clear solution. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I help women discover who they are and create a life they love. And you know, in that journey, they create the confidence to show up in whatever area of their life. That's so good. And what's something that's helped you now as you've kind of gone down this and um journey and and where you're at, what's something that you find has helped you have the strength to also be able to give because you can't pour from an empty cup. So what are some things that you've done to help yourself be strong enough to help other women discover themselves, I guess? That's a good question. I would say healthy boundaries. So I love what I do and I can work a long time. Not that I do, but I can, but I also know the importance of downtime. I also know the importance of rest. I know the importance of connecting with my friends and and my community that elevate me and lift me up. I love connecting with nature and meditating. So you need to have that balance that you can do things that will connect for you and fill you up so that you then in turn can be available for other people. But if you just go, go, go all the time, and that often happens when you're starting a business Mm -hmm. or you're an entrepreneur, right? You're the only one doing all the things. So, you know, the tendency can be to just stay up late and to, you know, skip breakfast and not drink water and all the things you have to be really intentional and mindful. And I love the saying body before business, because we have to take care of this before we take care of all the other things. That makes so much sense. What's one thing that you see um, as a major um, stumbling block, I guess, to be able to accomplish that discovering the life, building the business, like what's something that you see that sabotages a lot of, I'm going to say men or women, because I know you work with women, but I mean, either way, men do it oh, too. Absolutely. What's something that self-sabotages them that you see a lot? Yeah. And my husband, Travis works with men. He coaches men and I oh, coach cool. women. So we, we can help everybody. And then we cool. do a lot of work together on uh, relationships and ancestral healing. And, you know, the biggest thing that gets in the way is people's past, their trauma, their past experiences, the stories that they have been told, you can't do it. You're not good enough. You'll never amount to anything. 
And so they get stuck in that taking action. They feel afraid, the doubts come up, and then they stop themselves. And, you know, what I was really good at doing was feeling the fear and I did it anyway. I was terrified when I started my business. I was a single mom with teenagers that shop at Sephora and I had a mortgage. Like I was terrified, but I did it anyway. And I knew that all the things I'd been through in my past that I could do this too. And it was literally one of my most proudest accomplishments because I was so scared, because it wasn't easy. I went against all of the odds. I took the biggest leap of faith of my life. And, you know, often all those doubts in our head and those fears never happen. We just create all of these scenarios to hold ourselves back. So I would say, take action, even if you're scared, even if you're unsure. And, you know, the outcome will likely be better than you imagine. So good. And where do you think your strength came from when you like, because that is a scary time. Did you have a lot of family support? Did you have friends support? Were you really conscious of um, associations at that time? How, how did you get through those first beginning days? Um, I would say I had good friend support. I had good community support. I did not have family support. I still don't have family support. They don't believe in what I do. So that's a bit of a challenge, but I'm not doing it for them. I'm mm-hmm. doing it for me. And, you know, it's interesting in the group, we were talking about like what we were like as children. Well, I was a pretty strong-willed, tenacious little girl. I can and see that. And so, you know, <laughs> you can see how that transfers to now that um, it was just, I call it just leadership and training. <laughs> Bossiness is just leadership and training. I like that. That makes sense. <laughs> That's what it sounds like my childhood too. Right. I was just that kind of kid. I didn't take no for an answer. I didn't give up. I was kind of pushy. And so that served me that I just don't allow myself to give up because I know, I know that I was created for this. Like I just knew that I knew that I knew that this was my purpose. This is why I was put on earth. This is why I had to go through all of those really hard things was so that I could help other people, that I could be relatable to them. And if I didn't show up, then I'm not honoring those gifts. I'm not honoring the purpose that I have in this lifetime. And there's a lot of people that are hurting that I'm not stepping up to help. And here's a really great thing that I want to share with with everyone listening. And you might not like what I'm going to say, but fear is selfish. Mm. Let me explain. When we're in fear, the only person we're worried about is me. What if I fail? What if I'm judged? What if they don't like me? And we're not even being mindful of being in service to the person that we are here to help. And so when we can take the focus off of self and, and just ask, how can I serve this person? How can I help them? How can I, you know, get them the product they need or move them forward in the experience that they're having? Then I'm not even thinking about myself anymore. I'm just the vessel Mm-hmm. but it's not all about me that they say they're not interested or not whatever it's not about you it's not it's not personal, personal. and it could be not now that's right wow and did you were you conscious of who you're because i know i talked to a lot of people and obviously associations are i feel is really important what are kind of something you did in that did you have to switch a lot of associations people are like well i don't want to cut people out of my life what was your experience kind of in going through that you know, that started happening before as I started my own journey. People mm-hmm. just naturally fell away. I love how we are just so divinely protected that all the people that I used to complain about my crappy life to just kind of disappeared one day. 
nothing happened. We didn't have a fight. They all just kind of fell away. So I didn't have the outlet to complain and be that negative person anymore. And then more positive people came into my life that mentored me, that taught me things and really helped me begin that journey. And, you know, by the time I started my business, um, where I was working was very positively mindset oriented. And I had friends there that, you know, supported me and all the things ironically they didn't show up for a lot of my workshops and stuff that I really thought they would help me build my business interesting but the great thing is as I didn't need them to build it right I we often think we need everybody that has to come to help us and I was able to do it on my own that's a really good um point because I think even yeah, we always think our friends are going to be the ones that's going to help us if we go into business or we do something. They're going to be not normally. Yeah, nope. definitely not been what I found either. Um, not family either. No, not family either. Um, and and that's okay um, because there's lots of other people out there that we're able to talk to. And as you as you grow, sometimes like my family has started, you know, being more supportive, I guess, in a different way. Um, and they've always been supportive, but just different. Let's just go in that. Some of them listen to these podcasts and I've got some amazing family, but not what I thought they would do. Let's just put it that way. And like, you know, and we put expectations, I think, on people and especially those that are closest to us. I think that's probably as I, I'm just kind of talking it out. I think that's <laughs> probably not a good thing. I know it's not a good thing when we expect something and we expect something from those closest to us, especially um, instead of just like like allowing and going out and building like you did. Um, unlike I did and, and accepting the people for who they are and loving them for the support that they do give, even if it's not the support you expect, yeah, it's their and level of support. They give, right. And even if they can't give any, which I experienced with my own family, what I really realized deep diving deeper into that journey and experience with them is then where can I give that validation to myself? Where can I give that support to myself? So how can I be more of what maybe somebody else isn't giving to me? And we often outsource all of our happiness and all of our validation and everything to other people. But when we can take that back in and be responsible, that I'm the one that validates me. I'm the one that supports me. And if anybody else does, it's a bonus but I need to be that for myself. And I think that's such a great lesson is that everything that we do, the relationships, the business, everything starts within because you are only as good in your relationship as you are within. You are only good in your, as in your business as you are within. Yeah. Everything starts within us. Um, we don't have it. So, I mean, this is so cool. So your, your daughter's um, are growing and they've got a raise been, you know, been around, around you and, and going through that growth with you, um, which is, which is incredible and sometimes tough. How has that been as a, as a mom, when you were, you know, when they were at home and they were there, um, how is how is that? I'm just curious. We've got a lot of moms that listen in. <laughs> you know, there was a moment where I had a friend that said to me, God love him, but he was like, Michelle, if you don't get a life of your own, you're going to be a crazy cat lady when your kids get older. And I was like, he was right. Because <laughs> as a mom, our whole lives revolve around our kids, right? All my friends were my kids, friends, moms. We were at sports all the time. I didn't have my own life. I didn't have my own hopes and dreams. I was just Kaylee and Chelsea's mom going through the motions of the busyness every single day. Mm. 
I'm so glad he said that to me because as they got older, I would have been that clingy mom, like, don't leave me. I have nothing else in my life. And so as I began to get, go into personal growth and reading and taking courses, I had my own interests. So as they became more independent, I was still okay. And so, you know, they've seen me grow and they've seen me change. And, you know, I think a lot of that they appreciate. And at the same time, I'm still mom and I'm kind of lame and I'm not really cool. And what do you know? Because I'm a teenager and I know it all. So <laughs> there's that whole dynamic. And everyone said, you know, their brains will change at about 25. So I got a couple more years for my oldest where they might come around and go, oh, you maybe did know a thing or two, mom. And maybe you did, you know, create some. And I said to my oldest one day, I was trying to tell her something. She's like, there's nothing that you know that I don't know. Or there's nothing that you could tell me that I don't know. I'm like, okay. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. Um, yeah, they do come around because I was probably that daughter and I definitely have come around and I think my mom's very, very smart and my best friend. So yeah. it does come around eventually, even though I was a terrible child growing up and probably a you know, worse. I have to remember I was that kid one day too, where, you know, my parents weren't really a priority and all the things. So distressing it'll come back around yeah it will it goes around comes around it goes around eventually that's really yeah. awesome what's um like i said and, and definitely check out michelle we'll have our links in the bio and all of that kind of stuff definitely reach out to her if there's something you know you have a, a specific question as you listen to this we're just barely touching i can tell the surface of everything but what's um what's one thing we'll wrap up with three questions here too but before that what's one thing that we didn't touch on that you're like, like the fear was amazing. I love that. Um, but what's something else, if there's something else, it just kind of comes to your mind that you're like, you know what, people need to hear this. If they walked up to you in the, in the, in the coffee shop and said, hi, Michelle, what's one thing that you would say wasn't touched on? We didn't touch on. I would say if you're looking to create a business or you're in your job or whatever, what makes you stand out, because we do need to stand out, it's a very busy, overwhelming, you know, things are always coming at us. You have to stand out. And in order to do that, you need to be unique. And we're often so afraid to be different, to be unique, to be even who we are. We try to, you know, put on a persona or try to pretend to be perfect and all the things. And what I would say is just allow your uniqueness, allow you who you really are to come through. Because the people that will resonate with that will feel that they will connect to you on that and, and just be yourself. If you are really robotic and really stiff or try, trying to pretend to be someone else, people will feel that disconnect and it will feel inauthentic to them. And so I would just say to just be your authentic self. And, you know, the, one of the girls yesterday in the academy laughed at me. She's like, you are so funny, Michelle. And I can be goofy and I can be serious and I can be deeply emotional, but I allow myself to just be who I am. I don't have to pretend to be anybody else. I just allow the uniqueness that I am to come through. Love that. Be unique. Um, so three final questions. So if you have someone that comes up to you and they're looking for their purpose, we talked about that. What's one sentence that you would probably tell them that could help them find their purpose? Mm, good question. I would ask them maybe what's one thing that they have overcome that made the biggest difference in their life? And is that something maybe they'd be passionate about sharing with other people? That's awesome. Our test can become our testimony. Oh, I've never um, heard that one. I always say it's your mess that's your message, but your test is your testimony. I love that. 
Yeah, both of those. Yeah, it is. It's the struggles that make us who we are. Absolutely. Um, second one, and there's probably lots in your mind, so I'm not going to say this is actually your favorite, but today, right now, that comes to mind. What's your favorite quote and why? Oh, <laughs> hmm. Jeez, you put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> uh, to just really always follow your heart. And I know it's so cliche, but when we get in our head and I see that in the academy is that they get all confused and overwhelmed and all of the things when they're overthinking things. Mm. And if you can just put your hand on your heart and just, you know, what, what's next for me? What am I meant to do? What's the answer to this question? We always know what's right and what we need to do on the inside. That's good. I love that. Um, and last one is what's one word or sentence you would want on your gravestone? How do you want to be remembered? that she was pink and sparkly i like that that's a different one so good and not really deep and not really profound but you put me on the spot and i found out that when you are cremated you can be put into fireworks and i was like okay you guys need to make me pink sparkly fireworks and just like shoot me in the sky (laughs) and that's how i want to go out oh man i love that that's so awesome thank you michelle for being on Thank you for all the value. Like I said, make sure to check out her stuff. The links will all be in the bio um, and, and, you know, go out and share this. If we can help one starfish or one person at a time together, we can change the world. Thank you so much for your time, Michelle. Thank you guys.